At Seek Safely, it's our mission to empower seekers to have a safe and meaningful self-improvement journey. Why do we care? Seeking to be your best self is an amazing, beautiful human impulse that has led us to create art, invent technology, tell amazing stories, and reach the moon. But we saw the dark side of self-help in 2009 when a recklessly run self-improvement retreat led to the death of three people, including my sister, Kirby Brown. We want people to seek, to dream their big dreams and chase their beautiful goals. But we want to make sure they're safe along the way. This podcast is about education and empowerment and getting real about the promises and problems of self-help. We talk with people who understand and care about the self-help industry and everyone it touches. I'm Jean Brown. I'm Dr. Glenn Patrick Doyle. And And this this is is the the Seek Seek Safety Podcast. So Tony's event business really swung into gear post-personal power. Um, Unlimited Power was a really successful book. The personal power system just just broke records. I mean, I mean, it was far and away again the the most you know, the best selling self improvement product ever, and it really cemented Tony in the in the mid eighties, mid late eighties as as just the king. You know, there were other self help guys around, and at the time, there were mostly guys. You know, like like Wayne Dyer was around at this time. Uh, Deepak Chopra was getting his start, you know, so, so there were other guys around, but Tony was the king. Tony has, uh, you know, people's mileage will vary on, on how magnetic they feel Tony's personality is. Like I, I know people who just, he gives them the, the creeps and, and I know people who find him super charming and super charismatic. I kind of like him, like, like his presentation style. I, I think that, that at his best, Tony can be charismatic and funny and, and articulate in a way that I really appreciate, but I get it, man. Like, like I get the, the people who just, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> the event thinks again, his event business really like he did events before, but after personal power became the thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's when um, these events started popping up. So, so Tony Robbins branded events, you know, they started out a lot like, you know, just every other South Help guy, you know, like, like you got the conference, conference room in the hotel. Conference room in the airport hotel is, it's like perfect. And yes. it's so perfect. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, Tony was, was really, you know, something that you can always say about Tony, you alluded to this, his productions tend to be very slickly produced. Um, this this guy this, this includes personal power big time. You know, Christine Whelan and I, you know, joke a lot about you know all we need to do is is hear the opening notes to the the music on the personal power tapes, and we know <laughs> you know exactly what it is. It is slick. It is it is everything you want from like a nineteen eighties motivational. <laughs> anyway, he started doing events. He started doing two things. He started doing events, and he started franchising. You know, the events quickly went from, you know, the airport Ramada um, to, you know, he was selling out, uh, eventually was selling out arenas. So, so Tony Robbins branded events include um, Unleash the Power Within, UPW, which is the, uh, it's at various times, it's been a single day experience and a three day experience. 
but that's kind of the, the the intro level Tony Robbins experience. You know, the the, the crown jewel of the, of the Tony Robbins events really. Well, that's I was about to say the crown jewel was Date with Destiny. Date with Destiny is like the big seminars, um, the big multi day ones where they go down to Florida, and um, they have thousands of people. There was a uh, documentary on Netflix titled "I Am Not Your Guru." that I recommend everybody watch just because it's, it's a fascinating glimpse, not just at Tony Robbins and his operation, but I, I think it, it, it has so much to say about self-help and self-help people. And, and if you're, if you're concerned about and passionate about the, the issues that seek safety raises, you should really watch this documentary. It's like, I am not your guru on Netflix, but that may chronicles a date with destiny. He has another, he has a higher tier event uh, and, and date with destiny is, is, I I don't know what the going rate is. At at a certain point, it was it was over ten grand. Like so, Spiritual Warrior was ten grand. I mean, Date with Destiny was 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 on that level. I don't know what it is these days in twenty twenty three. But he has a he has an even higher tier one, which is called Mastery University, which is oh, I think they do it. Uh, I'm going to get this wrong, but but I I think they do it on like an Alaskan cruise or something, and and it's kind of like. Unleash the power within and and date with destiny, like all rolled into one. But the irony is, to my understanding, Tony doesn't even show up. Like 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 it, it's 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 on a cruise and they've got him on videotape. But oh. you pay like top dollar for this experience, and then he's not even there. Right, and he's not there. Anyway, maybe that's why it's the last one. You bet. <laughs> Nobody goes after that. Well, you know, I. I, I tell you, my, my theory about that, my hypothesis about that is that by the time you're that immersed in the ecosystem, like if you're if you're up for that, I mean, it's kind of like spiritual warrior, right? Like if you're up for that, if you're in the ecosystem, at that point you won't care that he's not there. Like at that point, you're like you've drank the Kool Aid. Like you're in. You like you. Well, he's too busy and important. <laughs> he's too busy. I mean, he's got stuff. Could, he's got stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, he's got stuff. So yeah. in 1990 or 91, I want to say probably 91, Tony's second book comes out. It's titled Awaken the Giant Within. And it is, in, in my opinion, probably the best self-help book ever written. I feel like that meme of, of all the swords pointing to the guy. I'm like, what's an opinion that has people like this? <laughs> my self-help take that has me like this with all the swords pointed at me is that Awaken Giant Within by Tony Robbins is the best self-help book ever written. It's in a lot of, in a lot of ways, it's similar to unlimited power in that it's a kitchen sink book. Unlike unlimited power though, which again, in my opinion is, is pilfered from a lot of sources, which by the way, Tony's not near the first self-help guy to do that. It's kind of like an honored tradition and self-help culture. (laughs) None of them ever get sued because they all do it. It's like, right. (laughs) <laughs> so like like unlimited power it's a bit of a kitchen sink book it is it is hugely long for a self-help book it's it's, it's a nearly 600 page book i've got it right here as a matter of fact yeah it's, it's it's almost 600 pages it's got a glossary like it's 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 epic like unlimited power it over promises like nobody else wake up and take control of your life the subtitle of awaken the giant reading from the book cover right here The subtitle of Awaken the Giant Within is How to Take Immediate Control of Your Mental, Emotional, Physical, and Financial Destiny. (laughs) 
it's a kitchen sink book. But unlike, so it's like Unlimited Power in that respect. Unlike Unlimited Power, which was pilfered from a lot of sources, this feels to me like a very original book. My my guess is, and again, I I'm, I'm not making any claims here. This is just my impression, having read lots of self help books. My guess is this is Tony Robbins having been Tony Robbins for the better part of a decade, and having really refined and and put his spin on the stuff that actually works, as far as he's concerned. You know, he's had great success with personal power. He's had great success with Date with Destiny. Um, Unlimited Power is a big success. So I like this book a lot more than I like Unlimited Power because I can really um, hear Tony's voice um, more in this in this book. Like uh, Unlimited Power is a lot of him recycling, like not just stealing from other sources, but just recycling basic NLP. In Awaken the Giant Within, he introduces his his own original behavior change technology. It's kind of a stitched together version of behavior therapy that he calls neuroassociative conditioning, but if I just told you like the basics of NAC, neuroassociative conditioning, like Tony Robbins' quote-unquote original behavior change technology, you would find it very similar to cognitive therapy and behavior therapy. This book uh, broke the world in self-help. Tony had to deal with QVC, so he was hawking it on QVC. And that the game was just over, man. The infomercial is, uh, is around the same time, Personal Power 2. So kind of the updated version of personal power came up and, and the game was just over. Tony Robbins was the king. That was really the point at which Tony Robbins became Tony Robbins. In the years since, Tony Robbins, he would write more books. Like he wrote a book entirely about finances that got him sued. <laughs> you know, that, that whole habit he has yeah. of, of kind of... Um, allegedly, in my opinion, kind of pilfering other people's ideas. Well, he, he that finally caught up with him. And I, be, I believe it was Wade Cook, the financial guy, who sued him for stuff that he wrote in his finances book. I believe, I believe the book about finance was called Master the Game. So he has written more books. They've not, they've not really done as well as Awaken the Giant Within and Unlimited Power. To my knowledge, he has not released an updated version of Personal Power. As the 90s went on, Tony discovered the magic of, like, he, he went all in on his live events, really. Like, yeah. that became, like, yeah. the most of his, of his shtick. But he discovered, Gene, the magic of collaboration. Mm-hmm. So his events went from Tony on stage, like, famously back in the early days, man. Like, he would do hours and hours, him on stage. He was a real workhorse that way. In the late 90s, he discovers the magic of, well, you know, there are other people who you know, maybe got into the industry because of his influence who wanted to collaborate with him. And by the way, it would pay him to be part of his seminars. So his seminars became Tony Robbins and Friends. Right, right. <laughs> There's a wonderful video essay by one of my favorite YouTubers named Munecat, M-U-N-E-C-A-T. Munecat has, has, has a great video essay about Tony Robbins and friends where she kind of goes, goes down the list of, of some of the characters who have appeared on stage either as opening acts for Tony um, or in collaboration with Tony. And this is going to shock you, Gene. Some of these characters don't have the best reputation. Mm -hmm. They don't. I know it's, it's 
You guys, you should see Jean's this face. Is my shock face. This is her, shock face. That's her Canadian shock face. <laughs> right there. No, man, he, he, he's had grifters, it, it, alleged, alleged grifters at his events. My, my favorite are the events where he has like, like one self-help guy, grifter person who contradicts what the last guy on stage says right <laughs> like like there's no philosophical consistency but this has always been tony's way like like tony's way has has always been huh that's interesting yeah you do this like 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 tell us about that and in that way i kind of like i think one of the reasons why i've always had kind of this affinity for tony robbins is i actually think he's a self-help guy like i think he's like me i think he hears interesting ideas and he wants to evangelize about them and and he doesn't think too deeply about you know the stuff that they make you think deeply about when you go to graduate school. Well, it's funny because when you asked my impression of Tony Robbins, the other thing that po- that comes to mind is one of the more recent times I've seen Tony was actually I was on the subway in Toronto. And if anybody is familiar with Toronto in the last 10 years, it's like you can't go five minutes without talking about real estate because the real estate is insane. And so there was a poster on the subway for, you know, a how to get rich in real estate seminar. And it was Tony Robbins. Is it, is it Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi? I don't know if it was Dean. Scott McGilvery was there, who's a figure from HGTV. So he was bringing the, he, he did a show about like investment properties. So he was bringing that, that perspective to it. And uh, it definitely wasn't an event that Tony Robbins had put together. It was an event that Tony Robbins was paid to be at. That was, you know. So I think that's the other thing that in in the sort of evolution of Tony. And also we see this with other self-help figures as well. When it's maybe, whatever the reason, maybe they can't pack the stadium the way they used to be able to. But they can definitely get paid to be at an event. And that's that's something that I notice. So, Gene, you and I talk a lot about the the, the current state of the self help landscape. How how much of it is driven by social media, you know, particularly Instagram. And in in my opinion, as 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 Tony has has gotten older, he's become less Tony. Like like I I, I tell. Now, Christine Whelan and I talk about this a lot. Like, like I tell her, like I'm not a big fan of the Tony Robbins of 2023. I, like, I, I like the Tony Robbins of like the the 90s. I like personal power, Tony Robbins. I'm not so much a fan of Tony Robbins 2023 because I feel that he's in a position now where he's less interested. This is my impression, where he's less interested in producing original content. The way, for example. Dr. Glenn Patrick Doyle does every single day. <laughs> he's less interested in doing that. And he's more interested in leveraging his name as a brand. Cause you see him and you see him doing a lot of endorsements these days. Yeah. And you know, in a way like fair enough, <laughs> I get that's part of the thing, right? Is that you put in all the work to develop that name and build up that celebrity. And then you don't have to do as much work anymore. It's it's kind of that foundation is all there already. You bet. And and if if there were 
uh, entities willing to pay Dr. Glenn Patrick Doyle what they probably pay Tony Robbins <laughs> to endorse their stupid hats. Hey, I'm all in on that too. Let's, God, let's he's he's in this phase now where he's he's always wearing these 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 baseball caps with the shamrock, and and I and I thought it was just an annoying thing that he's developed in in latter middle age. I know he's, he's probably he's in his sixties now, I guess. No, as it turns out, it's a whole deal. It's a whole endorsement deal. He's got these lucky lucky caps or whatever they are. I'm like, oh god. Anyway. No, I, I mean, and this kind of leads us to the, the allegation piece of it. Like, so Tony's been a brand for a, for a really long time now. And and by the way, like I, I you know, Gene, I, I don't disagree with you that, you know, look, you've, you've spent the bulk of your career producing content and you've built a brand that has equity. You know, are, are you within your rights to trade on that equity? Sure, of course. I personally, again, this is my bias as board president of Seek Safely. <laughs> I kind of wish Tony had been a little more judicious about some of uh, some of the choices he made, but whatever. The allegations were no joke, though. I mean, the um, the allegations that we're talking about came out of investigative of reporting by BuzzFeed News. You know, people hear BuzzFeed and they think listicles, but but we forget that BuzzFeed News had a very legit news operation. And yeah, they, they did investigative reporting. So, so Tony, you know, just like anybody who achieves his level of success, you bet allegations have followed him around. He's always been kind of, uh, you know, problematic in that, you know, that, that thing that uh, I articulated a few minutes ago about how he just loves, you know, he hears something, what he thinks is something cool, and he just trumpets it. He just evangelizes about it. He falls prey to the dark side of that, which is, you know, without training and without credentials, you know, he puts out a lot of, like, he gets very certain about stuff, or he appears very certain about about certain things that I don't think he sometimes, I hope this is true, that he doesn't think through the implications. And as a result, some of his latter day material, I think particularly, I think in the last five to 10 years has kind of wandered into some kind of what I find to be kind of gross gender essentialism, for example. Like uh, if you think kind of the kind of stuff that, that Jordan Peterson says, and then a lot of it, you know, we did a whole episode about uh, the bro, the, the, the bro fluencers, you know, like, like he has what some people would consider a, 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 you know, kind of retrograde attitude toward toward gender roles and their role in mental and behavioral health. If if you watch the the I am not your guru documentary, there's a whole section about this where, you know, he's gonna he's he's fixing this couple's marriage and and and, you know, he essentially tells the dude he's got to be you've got to be more of a carnivore, you've got to be more, you got to get in touch with your essential masculinity. Anyway, the the point is like I, I think that was kind of the that points to some of of what led to you know some of these 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 allegations that you know man they're you know f- for all of Tony's kind of hyper masculinity you know there there can be misogyny that I was gonna say creeps in it doesn't really creep in sometimes it washes in it floods in and I'm and I'm not I'm not nuts about either of that stuff in his in his material. I really don't like the accusations, the stuff that he's accused of. So no, he was absolutely accused of unwanted sexual advances toward uh, not just 
my understanding, and 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 again, I'm, I'm not trying to treat this lightly, but um, is it, my understanding, it was uh, at least one of them was somebody who's working for him, like yeah. like an assistant. Yeah, that's my recollection as well. Like one one was an assistant, and one was, I believe, like a participant at an event. Yeah, yeah. And this is God, and I hate it because this this is nothing new. Like like again, like this, he's not the the first or the last self-help guru to to follow i mean for, you know for crying out loud we've unfortunately there's there's a string of 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 these figures who who have these these accusations our friend james arthur ray has these accusations they don't really get publicized because because <laughs> he did other stuff no i you know i joke a lot about how tony robbins is is my guy and and, and i i do give him credit for you know his material credit for getting me into the self-help ecosphere but you know, as as everybody knows, like I became a psychologist who specializes in the in the treatment of of psychological trauma, specifically, you know, survivors of abuse and neglect and complex trauma. So I will always err on the side of you know, if somebody says I was abused, I will always err on the side of believing them. Always, it's worth mentioning that that you know Tony Robbins and and his organization have aggressively come out and, and disputed these allegations. Yeah. And, and we also know that like, like I mentioned, there have been people harmed at events like Tony Robbins events were famous for the whole firewalk thing. And as I mentioned, I, I do feel like when you look at how they ran those events, they were actually not the worst. Like there were usually medical professionals, even like the fire department would be there. But part of the problem was that you'd have like 3000 people all doing a fire walk, like inevitably somebody's going to get hurt. It's just, you know, kind of irresponsible. Even if you try to do it responsibly, it's still just kind of irresponsible that you're doing it at all, I think in that way. But yeah, like we, we know, you know, we know people who have worked for Tony Robbins and they aggressively try to, silence people who would potentially talk out about their negative experiences. So whether that's threatening to sue them or having them sign an NDA and paying people off, like that seems to be a very basic part of the Tony Robbins business model. And again, not just Tony, I think he's kind of just a prime example of like the height of what was going on during the height of the sort of self-help event era. You bet. You bet. Yeah. Tony, I, again, I, I I'm calling him by first name just cause I'm so familiar with his work. I, I think I can probably say that I'm as familiar with his work, the ideas in his work anyway, as, as anybody. That said, again, there are things that we've learned about Tony in the last, again, in my experience, this is the last five to 10 years that I don't like one little bit. The, the sexual allegations are, are one thing. And, and again, I will always err on the side of believing, you know, if somebody says, you know, I was, I was sexually uh, um, assaulted, I will always err on the side of believing them. It's also the, that said, like, so I don't know anything about Tony Robbins' sex life. I can't say, I don't know. What I do know is that there have been lots of accusations of Tony and people who work for him being in in big and little ways, just fucking bullies. And I would 100% believe that. 
I've, I've, I've observed enough of, of Tony and his ecosystem to know that, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I think they think they are harnessing principles of influence to, to push people to blah, blah, blah. I think that's probably what they think they're doing. That's a generous interpretation. Yeah, he's kind of known for that tough love style. You bet. Yeah, it's like part of the part of the brand. That's you bet. <laughs> that said, it is a central tenet of what I do, trauma psychology, that you know impact is far more important than intent. And uh, yeah, like I believe the stories about Tony Robbins coaches bullying people who try to leave the seminars. I believe the stories of high pressure sales tactics. You know, I, I very much, God, there's an entire story during COVID. So COVID, so this leads into another problematic area of, of Tony's that I don't even think is, is all that. I don't think there's much question about how problematic he was here. So during COVID, he was one of these self-help guys. We did kind of an episode about this, about conspiracy theorists and self-help. Tony was definitely one of these self-help guys. That's like, well, the, the mainstream narrative you know, wants you scared and hiding in your house and hiding behind masks and you need to, you know, take your power back and, and blah, 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 and go out and breathe on people and get your natural immunity, like all this stuff. And so there was, so there was a story, a widely circulated um, story where that, that he had, I, I believe it was one of his sales, it must've been one of his sales associates who was a great performing sales associate and she got COVID and had to at first had to reduce her schedule and then and then had to like like eventually was was hospitalized with very serious complications of covid apparently the the tony robbins organization was not at all accommodating toward her need to reduce her schedule and then take time off because she was suffering from covid like it was very much a suck it up kind of thing then when she was in the hospital and and Tony, I've heard him tell this story. Tony has the chutzpah to frame this as him being a hero. <laughs> She's put on a ventilator. Mm. I'll, I'll find the reference to this and we'll, I will link to it in the show notes. This is my thorough research before doing the episode guys. <laughs> um, now like she's put on a ventilator and you know, they were turning the, 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 the pressure up so she could breathe and stuff. And, uh, you know, according to the myth, Tony gets word of this and he calls the hospital and says, no, 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 you got to get her off that ventilator. They got to turn the pressure down. And, 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 you know, luckily he connects with a doctor who sees the, how right Tony was. And so Tony, so they turn, turn the pressure down on the ventilator and she started breathing again. And then it's this, but it's this woman who was eventually fired from his organization because she had COVID and Tony has the chutzpah to spin this as he saved her life with his, with his hot take on, on, on ventilators. <laughs> COVID treatment. Oh, yeah. I don't like it at all. And I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. And, 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 and it, and I, it, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because not because I have a personal stake in, again, I don't know Tony Robbins. I don't have a personal stake in whether he's a good guy or not. I think Tony, unlike some of the other self-help guys, and again, they're mostly guys that we're talking about. I think he does add value or he did at a time. I think he, he changed the landscape of self-help. I think he got lots of people engaged in, in important questions about why we do what we do. 
I'll, I'll be straight up. Like, I certainly wouldn't be in psychology if not for Tony Robbins. I remember when I, when I interviewed for graduate school in um, 2001, I guess it was, they asked me my goals. They said, so, so why do you want to be a psychologist? And I said, I want to write books. I want to write self-help books. And, I, and I'll never forget, my, the, the professor who was interviewing me was like, you mean like Tony Robbins? <laughs> and I was like, exactly like Tony yes. Robbins. <laughs> so it's a complicated, for me personally, it's, it's a little bit of a complicated legacy. But I tell you what, though, I mean, I have no problem. Again, when vulnerable people come forward and say they've been hurt, like I have no problem saying that. You know, we, we need to be um, um, honest and, um, and, and, and compassionate toward people who say that. Look, people who come forward and say they've been hurt get so much shit in our culture. They, they really, really do. And, and, and that as a culture needs, you know, we need to, to reevaluate that, even if we're really big fans of some aspects of Tony Robbins or pick a celebrity. Uh, well, I know I was going to say like, I, this is something that I mean, we've all been grappling with, particularly since the Me Too movement, trying to figure out this, do you do you dump the dump the hero, but keep the content? Like, what do you do with this stuff? We've all been struggling with this, uh, with different, different people. And um, it's kind of a kind of an open question. I think one of the things that's interesting with Tony is like, you've kind of pointed out before, you know, when you start evaluating him on a personal level in light of allegations against him for sexual misconduct, it does kind of then force you to take a closer look at some of the content. And so you've said like, yes, there is this kind of misogynistic if not misogynistic then at least very kind of retro gender essentialist thread that has kind of always been there even if it wasn't emphasized necessarily but it's kind of always been there and it does sort of force you to go back and and take you know take a magnifying glass to some of the earlier content and yeah so that's something we all kind of end up doing i think the other interesting thing with tony is you know, we, again, like we've talked a lot about how he's like the, the stereotypical stadium self-help guru, best-selling books, big events, tape series. He's like, you know, the OG. So now that the landscape has changed so much, what is it that we learn from Tony Robbins and that whole kind of model of self-help, what do we, how do we apply kind of that understanding of, of how self-help worked at that time to what's going on now? And um, I think, I think there's a lot that we see. Like, I think, again, like we said, this idea of creating like holistic self-help ideas rather than very niche and specific self-help focus areas is something that definitely is still in existence in the self-help world to the point where you get people talking about things that they really have no business talking about. You know, you get people talking about nutrition or fitness when they have no background in any of that. You get people talking about mental health or trauma when they have no background, no business talking about these things. 
and the potential to actually do real harm by speaking about these things from a place of like very little understanding, a very superficial understanding. Some of the big sales tactics that the, the kind of pushiness of the sales is something that's definitely still a thing in self-help that for sure we would see with Tony Robbins, you know, the idea of the free event that's going to hook you into the not at all free event, you know, sign up for that free webinar and then just wait for the masterclass that they're going to ask you to pay for next. So, yeah. Yeah. Something that I think is super interesting like, like in terms of evaluating Tony Robbins legacy is to look at some of the figures that, that he is known to have influenced some, some figures even more well-known than Dr. Glenn Patrick Doyle. If, if you can <laughs> imagine, if you could even name any. So, I mean, our old friend James Arthur Ray famously decided to go into self-help because he went to a Tony Robbins event. Oh, and you can just see completely how he was trying to do the whole Tony Robbins thing. James Arthur Ray, cute gene dissociating, (laughs) has ripped off so especially early in his career ripped off so much Tony Robbins it's embarrassing down to his mannerisms in front of a room Um, something that enlightened us the documentary that you love I I think actually I kind of unintentionally highlighted well I don't know if if they were just trying to be funny or kind of snarky about this Mm mm-hmm but no, they, they showed Tony Robbins and, and some of his trademark goofy, because Tony, he can have some of the goofy mannerisms like in front of a room. It's like, oh, oh, oh yeah. And and then they'd, they'd show archival footage of Tony doing that. And then they pan to James kind of doing his version of, oh, yeah. So no, James either way stole a, a bunch of stuff from Tony Robbins, but allegedly, in my opinion. But another guy who is super influenced by Tony Robbins was our friend Keith Raniere. Mm-hmm. This is particularly evident if you read. So Tony Natal, one of Keith's first girlfriends and, and one of the first whistleblowers for, for, for Nexium, who endured just, just years of awful harassment. So much shit, yeah. She wrote a, a fantastic book uh, about her experience with Keith Raniere and Nexium titled The Program by Tony Natale. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Might might be my favorite Nexium book. Sorry, Sarah, yours is really good. But no, I, so anyway, but but she talks about about in that book. Um, Tony Natale talks about um, the development of, of Keith Raniere's and 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 he his offices, Keith's offices of of ESP, were adjacent to like a Tony Robbins franchise shop. And if you look, if you know about self help, like like you can look at the Nexium program that Keith and Nancy Salzman kind of came up with. And and yeah, you can see, like you can see the Tony Robbins NLP influence. You can see a lot of other things. You can see a lot of Scientology in there. No, man, I think Keith Raniere in his way, again, I, I think, look, I think narcissists take a look at what Tony Robbins did and they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's why James was into him. I think that's why Keith was into him. It might be why Glenn is into him. Who knows? 
but no, they, they look at that they, and they, and they see the stadiums and like, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. And Keith Raniere, I think was yeah. trying to do that. Like, like he kind of carved Nexium around kind of this kitchen sink approach of like, yeah, man, I'm the smartest man in the world. And I can tell you how to run your sex life and how to, you know, like how to lose weight and how, I mean, it's, it's the same shtick. Yeah. It's the program for your whole life. Well, my final question before we actually wrap up is, does Tony, like, did he trademark the word power? <laughs> Should have. <laughs> but it's like, it's total NLP stuff. It is. Just like, it uh, it's all going to be power. Personal power, Personal unlimited power. power, unleash the power. Unleash the power within. Oh, yeah. Waken the giant within. Tony, uh, yeah. he's, he's got a, a sense of drama that, that, Mm-hmm. the theater kid me does appreciate yes yeah yeah definitely uh he's got the presentation nailed you bet if, yeah. if you're gonna check out tony robbins work so awaken the giant within again i view as kind of the quintessential um tony robbins book but he himself acknowledges that it's a it's a doorstop um so what he did was he actually t- he he took um a lot of the content in Awaken the Giant Within, and he made a smaller book. Do I have it here? I do. A smaller book called Giant Steps. I'm holding it up to the camera right now. And what it is, is it, it's 365 chunks of Awaken the Giant Within. So if you read a page a day, you get a chunk of that book a day, and you, and you can make it through at least a, a, a portion of that content in the in the span of a year. And again, it's, it's the kind of thing Tony has always been so good at like putting his content into bite size, usable portions. That uh, it, again, it's one of the reasons why he is so successful. So what we really need gene is, um, awaken the trauma survivor within the Glenn Patrick Doyle program for overcoming complex trauma per personal trauma recovery like if I just replace power and all these things with trauma recovery, <laughs> maybe that maybe that's my ticket to the stadiums. Do you think it might work? Yeah, I've taken sure, I've taken I've taken the seek promise. I mean, <laughs> this is there you go. You're legit, guys. This is about as deep of a dive into Tony Robbins as you'll probably find on your podcast feed in in the recent past. I can't wait to see what we have to say about Wayne Dyer. It's your your, your yeah. mom's your mom's favorite self help guy. Yeah, yeah, my mom likes Wayne Dyer. <laughs> so this is probably where it's probably where we wrap it up, right? Yeah. Well, thanks. I um, I don't know. Maybe I'll go read a Tony Robbins book or <laughs> Cliff's Notes version or something. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Do personal <laughs> do personal power. Do the do the thirty day. I'll, you know what? I'll send you. I have the personal power program. I'll send you the personal power. Oh, you know what we should do? We're gonna workshop <laughs> ideas right here on the podcast. You know what we should do for bonus content? We should be Glenn and Jean do the personal power program. All right. And like we'll do bonus episode for thirty days. We'll do bonus episodes where we listen to the thing, we talk about it, we we take the action. And then is that the thing that's gonna make us be like? podcast like megastars can can it, it propel us into podcast megastardom a, a little bit culty <laughs> who are they we listen to glenn and jean <laughs> they, they will always be the kings i they, they will be oh uh, yeah anyway all right cool well thank you i appreciate this you know 
It's interesting. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you, everybody, (laughs) for listening to the Seek Safely podcast. We love you. Yes, thank you. All right. Take it easy. You can learn more about Seek Safely's mission and values or get involved yourself at seeksafely.org. You can follow and connect with Seek Safely on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can follow me, Dr. Glenn Patrick Doyle, for psychology, trauma, and advocacy content on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, seek safely.